get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. How do you deal with a problem? When something comes you weren't expecting, do you immediately jump into action? Do you go straight to your head? You know, you're analyzing. Maybe you get stuck in the analysis of paralysis. Or maybe you feel first. Maybe you're feeling what, what are, is other people going to, how is this going to affect other people? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I'm here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free so you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose courageously. Now, today's going to be for you. If you get stuck in your head, today's also going to be for you. If you ever feel like you overfeel, like that's how you express yourself, you feel. This is also for you if you're one of those people that maybe people said, hey man, you're really impulsive. You always go into action first before thinking. I'm going to be talking to you today. So I don't know if you noticed, I probably hit like every person pretty much. Because what I'm going to be talking to you about is centers of intelligence. It's our three brains. Science is actually discovered. We don't just have one brain. We have three brains. We have our head, which, you know, most of us already know. We have our heart, how we feel. And we have our gut, which is our action center. So we have our head or our thinking center, our heart, which is our feeling center, how we feel, how we relate and connect to people. And then we have our our gut, our body center. And that's our action. What do we do? And I want to relate this specifically to how we deal with problems. Because we have one of those three intelligences is dominant in us. Now, for me, my dominant is actually feeling. So I feel first. When I took the, it's the uh, Strength Finders 2.0, because I, I love me some good assessments. They're always fun to, you know, learn about yourself, know about yourself. And Strength Finders is fun because it only gives you like, this is what you're good at, you know. So it's kind of fun to take a test like that. And my number one is actually empathy. So when something goes wrong, I immediately go to my heart. How is this going to affect people? And how is it going to affect me in relationship to people? So I find this inner conflict in me because I'm struggling thinking I need to probably make this decision, but it's going to affect people like this. And so I actually over feel. Now, for some of you, you're like, that is definitely not my problem. For some of you, you deal with a problem of going straight to your gut. You act. Like, you're the person, we're like, dude, you're impulsive. Or you get things done. But when you run into a problem, your first thought isn't, 
I need to figure this out. Or how is this going to affect somebody else? No, the first thing you do is go for it. You do something. You act without even thinking. It's that that fire ready aim instead of ready aim fire. So you would be body dominant or 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 gut dominant, okay? Now, I know there's those of you that when you deal with a problem, you go straight to your head. You think, you analyze, you figure things out. All right, what's going to be the best approach to this? How are we going to handle this problem? What are all the details? What if we do this? Then what will happen? What's going to be the action of that? And you get stuck in your head. So you're overthinking. So you are head dominant or thinking dominant. Now, these areas are awesome and they help us to be able to solve problems and to figure things out and to relate and connect to people and to get things done. But if we overexpress our dominant area and we underexpress or repress um, the area that, that is not dominant, we can actually run into problems. So maybe you're the gut type and that's your dominant. And how many times have you done something immediately, took action, got it done, and then you went, oh, dang it. I probably should have thought that one through. Yeah? Have you ever done that? Now, my husband is actually, he's a body type, so he's gut dominant. That's his... Um, that's his dominant center of expression. That's what he does first, is he acts. He acts, and then he thinks, and then he feels, okay? So he'll act on it, then he'll like, shoot, I should have thought that one through. Then he'll think it through, and then he's feeling repressed. So he, he won't, won't feel right away. Now, I am, I am reversed, where I feel first, what are people going to think? How is this going to affect people? And then I think, so then I analyze and I think through the situation and I try to figure things out. However, what that means is I am, I repress my action side. So I don't act first. That is one of the last things that I do is act on it. I'll get stuck in feeling too much. And if I'm not stuck in feeling too much, I'm stuck in thinking too much. And then I don't actually act on it and make things happen. Don't solve the problem with some action. Because you could sit there and feel and think all day, but if you never act on it, it's never going to get done. But here's the thing. We need all three. So the goal isn't to be dominant in one. The goal is to try to balance out our thinking, our feeling, our acting. And when we can learn to bring up that area that we've repressed and kind of head and push down and maybe undervalued, maybe you're a thinker and you're like, those people that feel, that's silly. Or 
Maybe you're an action type and you look at the thinkers and think, dude, they just need to get out of their head and get something done. Whatever it is, we need to learn how to balance that out. Now, for me, I, I ran into a situation yesterday. It was um, something with my daughter, and I'm not going to share what the details were on it, but it was something that actually really affected me. And I was concerned. I got worried. Um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling first. So I'm, I'm like, how is this going to affect my daughter? How is this going to affect the family? You know, things like that. And then I started going to my head and I started thinking and, and I just like literally felt like curling up in a little ball and, and crying is what I wanted to do because, you know, I got stuck in feeling and then I got stuck in thinking. How did I get out of that? Now, this is something that I, I can't do anything with in the moment, okay? But I've got all this feeling in me that's building and building and building. And then I was getting upset and angry and it was bothering me. What do I do with that? Well, I could try to push it down and go, you know what, you need to, you're okay, it's going to be fine, D- you know, just let it go. I used the centers of expression to actually release that tension that was built up inside me. And it may sound crazy, but I let out two giant screams, just as loud as I could, as hard as I could. Why did I do that? It wasn't actually screaming because I was frustrated or feeling like I couldn't do something about the situation. What it, I was doing was I was purposefully releasing that frustration out of my body because remember I'm I'm I repress my action center I repress that gut center and so for me it helps to since I feel first it helps to do the opposite and to act to do something physical to get it out of my body to get myself moving to release. And so I screamed. And then I was like, okay, whew, that felt a little better. You know, it did. It released some of that tension. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go take a walk because that's something else physical I can do. So I got the dog and took the dog on a walk. He thought it was awesome. Yay, we're going on a walk. We don't usually get to go on a walk at, you know, 10 in the morning. So we took a walk and I just prayed and just that physical act helped release. And then I came back, I did a podcast and I, I got to work on, I'm working on a client curriculum and I was able to release that and I was able to get moving and get going. So how about you? You, when you run into a problem, and you get stuck, or 
you run into the problem and maybe you're action oriented and you get yourself into trouble because you're, you know, doing instead of thinking. What we need to do is the opposite. So like, what's the area that you repress? Okay. So if you normally think first, move your body or maybe feel depending on which one you repress. If you normally move and you act and you do, maybe you need to feel first or think first. And like me, if you normally feel first, maybe you need to do what I do did and move. Or you need to think, whichever one you repress. Whichever one is not your natural, basically, okay? That's the one you repress. We're like, yeah, that's the last one I'm going to do. That's what you're looking for. So you're going to stretch yourself to do the opposite. And you literally are going to have to stretch yourself. Because it does not come natural. It is not comfortable. Because we've repressed it. We don't use it. So it's kind of like it's out of practice. But stretch yourself. Now... If it's too much of a stretch, say maybe you are head-oriented and you think first and then you act and then you feel, maybe it's too much of a stretch for you to run to a feeling. How is this going to affect somebody and, and, and feel? So maybe go with an action next and then work your way to feel. But your goal is to bring up that repressed so you can start balancing out your centers of expression. And when you do that, honestly, we are able to get unstuck. We're able to release the tension. We're able to problem solve in a more healthy state of mind and, um, and do it in a way that isn't going to run people over or hurt people. And it's going to help us. So, These are just some ideas that you could do to stretch to your opposite center of intelligence. So to bring up your thinking, your feeling, or your acting. All right. So if you're repressed is action, you could walk just like I did. You could dance, like get your body moving. Okay. You could do yoga. You could stretch. You could scream like I did, where I literally physically released it through my, my scream. That's okay. So, but do something with your body. So, if, if you think first or you feel first and you know you, you get stuck and don't act, start moving. Start doing something. Okay? Maybe, maybe there's a project you need to do. And you're overanalyzing it and you're stuck. You can't get started or you're worried about how is this going to affect the family? And this is going to, this project's going to take me so long. And so I know my family's going to be, you know, affected. I'm not going to be able to spend much time. And you're, you're stuck in, in feeling or thinking, start acting. And even if it's not on that project, do something, get up, stretch, go grab a cup of coffee, you know, Turn on some music and do a 30-second dance party. Act. Move. And then sit your tushy down and start working on that project. Put a timer on for 20 minutes and start. 
Because you know what? Anybody can do anything for 20 minutes. And get going. Get yourself moving. Get yourself into action. You're going to bring that action center up. All right. Let's talk about if your thinking center is repressed. Sorry, I grab a drink of water. All right. So if you repress your thinking center, so like your act first or you feel first, you know, first thing you do is action. And the last thing you do is you think about it. Then you need to do something to bring up that thinking center. A really beautiful way to bring up your thinking center is meditation. Because see, sometimes you might think, I don't repress my thinking center because you're like, oh, dude, I am such an overthinker. I'm always thinking, thinking, thinking. What the thinking I'm talking about that you're repressing is the thoughtful analysis that leads to something good. If you're stuck in overthinking and and, and you're up, you know, in the surface and you never get anything done or, or it never solves a problem and all it does is create anxiety, that's not the kind of thinking I'm talking about. I'm talking about the thinking that leads to solutions, that helps you problem solve. That's the kind of thinking. So one of the ways you could bring up your thinking is meditation. Meditation quiets your mind. It centers you. It slows down your thoughts. So they're not all over the place and craziness. And it allows you to to get yourself in a more resourceful state of mind so that you can think through the issues. You can map out a solution. You can creatively open up your mind to other options. Another thing you could do is journal. Journal is a fabulous way, especially if you are an overthinker and your minds are going crazy. When you write, it gets it out of your head and onto paper. It's a physical release as well. But it's... Physically releasing the thoughts. So that's a great way to help bring up your thinking. Get you in that more resourceful state of mind. Get you in a good problem-solving mode. Opening up your mind to that creativity. So meditation, journaling, anything like that that's going to quiet that mind, going to ground you, and, and quiet the thoughts so that you can think and analyze and problem solve. All right. Now, if feeling is your repressed, that one is going to take you some work, peoples, because you've probably been repressing feelings for a long time. And you'll know you're repressed if When you're in, say, maybe a a very um, sad situation and you keep that level head and you go straight to analysis or you go straight to action, 
But even after that moment is done, you just move on. You don't allow yourself to stop and feel. To maybe even mourn. Or feel what someone else is thinking. Like you don't maybe struggle with having empathy towards others and what they're feeling and thinking. And you look at those people that are crying at the Hallmark movie going, what is your problem? Sometimes people that don't feel, if they're really repressed and very unhealthy, they actually fall into the narcissist category. And, but, I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing it because you want to change and you want to grow. So if you are feeling repressed and you're like, man, I know I don't feel my, this is my husband. My husband is feeling repressed and he has struggled all his life to bring up those feelings. Now he can look like he's empathizing with you. He's really good at that, but he's not feeling his own his own feelings. You know, mourning is, is difficult for him. And then it bothers him that he's not feeling like I might or someone else might. So how do you bring up your feeling center? Now your feeling center is what is connecting to people. So one of the things you can do is connect with people. Send them a text, give them a call, Go to coffee, like start connecting with people. Start sharing how you're feeling. Now, this is going to take a bit. Now, with the thinking centers, I recommended meditation and journaling. I'm actually going to recommend that for the feeling person also. Because it you may have buried your feelings so deep, it's going to take you a bit to bring them up. It's going to take you a bit to... Remind yourself how to feel. Because probably most likely something happened uh, as a kid that either feelings weren't efficient, um, feelings got you in trouble, feelings weren't appreciated, and you just started stuffing. And you've been stuffing so long, you just forgot how to deal with that. So if you meditate and you journal And create space for yourself to allow yourself to feel. Have conversations. Slow down enough to feel. See, that's my husband's thing. He's totally action first. So he has to slow down enough to feel. He, we will watch, he is not really a chick flick guy, but he'll watch him for me. But sometimes he'll do them on purpose because it helps him to feel. Because some of them chick flicks, man, they got some good crying moments in them. Return to Me, by the way, is one of those, which is an excellent chick flick. And my husband actually actually really does like that one. But he's like, oh, I can't do it today. I don't want to feel. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but you can stash a few movies in your pocket. And use it to help you feel. So what can you do to connect, to feel? Journal. Talk to a friend. 
literally, you may have to almost think yourself to a feeling or act yourself to a feeling. That's okay. Whatever it is you need to do to get yourself feeling and get that feeling center up. Because when you connect with people on a feeling level, you go way deeper. Because here's the thing. If you've repressed your feeling center for so long, you are not connecting deeply with people. You might connect with them on an intellectual level. You might connect with them on a physical level. But you're not emotionally connecting with people. So you want to learn how to bring that up. And it allows you to have those deep, intimate connections. All right. So head, heart, gut. We think, we feel, we act. We want to learn to balance our centers of expression. And what it'll allow us to do is to problem solve. It will also allow us to just enjoy life more. It helps us to connect with people deeper. It helps us to actually get things done that God's called us to do. When we're working and operating in all three brains, all three centers of expression, we are, we are working at our optimum. We are being our full self in that way and interacting with the world in the best of ways. So I hope that helps you out. If this is something you find fascinating and interesting and you would love to dig into more, Centers of expression, centers of intelligence actually is part of the Enneagram. Now, the Enneagram is a personality typing system. And what I love about it is it's not just a snapshot of, oh, this is who you are right now. No, 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 no. It goes so much deeper. It tells you your motivation, your core fear. It shows you the box that you put yourself in and then helps you find and create a path to transformation so that you can be your best self, so that you can stop hiding, that you can be fully yourself and you can fulfill your God-given purpose. So if you're interested in something like this, head over to my coaching page, heatherallbunch.com slash life coaching and just, you know, sign up for a discovery session with me. We can talk about it and uh, walk you through what it means to coach with me through the Enneagram. And I'd love to help you out with that. It's one of my most favorite things. Like I totally geek out on it and I love it and I see it all over the place. And it has been life-changing for me and my husband. Like, so it's not just something like, oh, I love to personally coach people at that. No, like we use it for ourselves individually and in our marriage. And we are better, better people We are better spouses and we are better parents and friends because of the Enneagram. So I know personally the life change that happens and I just want to offer that to you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks a bunch. And until next time, live fearlessly free.